I love it. Your place looks junkier than the last time. That means you're making progress. Hey, this is Chris with our Humble Beer Podcast. This is DJ from our Humble Beer Podcast, too. <laughs> and um, and we are here today just to give you guys a brief intro. Um, this is a two-part episode we're really excited about and want to bring to you guys um, where we go on Knox Brew Tours. We go and we're going to see some really cool stuff today. DJ, do you want to tell them a little bit more yeah, about what well, they're going to expect? Um, we did a tour from Crafty Bastard, Portitus Beer and Glass Company. And then we uh, finished up with um, Alliance Brewery. I'm um, just rolling down the road on the bus and some excitement to happen on yep. the bus and tours and, and the, the t- see the tour, how it unfolds and meet the um, see the places and meet the people. It's going to be a fun time. Awesome. And, um, and we also spent some time talking with Zach from Knox Brew Tours about the brew tours themselves and, um, and where you can find those and how you can, um, you can take your own Knoxville brew tour. So yeah, with that said, um, here is the first episode. Today we are with Knox Brew Tours. Um, we're going to be going around doing some really cool stuff. This is going to be a dry run of the Knox Brew Tour. So what we mean by that is we're going around to breweries that haven't been open yet. And we're going around with some of the actual brewers themselves. So with us in the car today, we'll, or not car, the bus, we will um, go around and introduce everybody. Um, first from Pretentious Beer Glass, we have Matt. Yeah. Mike Cummings? Yeah. Oh, here. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Aaron McLean, Crafty Bastard. Aaron McLean. Adam Engel from Alliance Brewing. And then obviously from Knox Brew Tours, we yeah. have Zach Roscoff of Knox Brew Tours. Awesome. Um, yeah, and so that is our tour today, guys. Um, and we will be going around and seeing the, seeing the different breweries. So with that said, let's go ahead and get started. All right. Let's hit it, Everett. All right. Whoop, whoop. What's up? So are we oh. going to do any, uh, I guess, no. talking in transit or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, we could talk in transit. I'm just going to leave this recording. Cool. We'll see what audio we get, what's good. Yeah, Keep. you can like, go back and sniff it. Yeah. yeah, we can go back <laughs> yeah. and edit. So, so basically... Yeah, I'm going to move this to the middle You want to just sit in the middle? Yeah, I can do that. It'll we'll look really cool sitting in the middle. You can lay upside hey, down. You know where... Uh, got like this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll do a quick intro of the bus if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. right ahead. Yeah. <laughs> He's really, you can easily miss it. He's really yeah. good at editing out burps, by the way. Yeah, good. <laughs> so, uh, so right now we're rolling in Kathy. Kathy is a 1990 GMC uh, short bus diesel. Uh, short bus? Yeah, that's right. And I named it Kathy in honor of my aunt who passed away last year of breast cancer. She, she battled with breast cancer for 20 years. So um, it was just... Uh, I was five years old when she was diagnosed and uh, and so the bus is named after her i love this bus i put my heart and soul into it you can see all the paint cheesy christmas lights the cooler underneath the seats the storage everything this is what we do to transport people around knoxville we're very specific in choosing the slogan discover local beer because whether you're a visitor to knoxville or a local there is beer here to discover so that's what we did here um 
Our mission and our goal is to help promote the city of Knoxville and to promote the beer. So when Chris and DJ approached me about featuring Knox Brew Tours on a podcast, I thought, man, that's really nice of you guys, and that sounds awesome, but it also sounds kind of boring. Let's promote the city of Knoxville, and let's get these breweries that are about to open involved. And here we are today with the owner and brewer of Pretentious uh, Crafty Bastard and Alliance Brewing Company. So Awesome. All right, we just pulled up Crafty Bastard uh, Brewery at Emory Place, which is right at Central. <laughs> Essentially, if you take Gay Street North to its terminus, it terminates yeah. right there. If you take Gay That's Street the North Gay until Street. it ends, <laughs> Gay there. Street and Central is where you'll find Crafty Bastard. So let's go check it out. Let's go check out Crafty Bastard. Hey, so we are, we are here at the Crafty Bastard with Aaron. And um, he's going to go ahead and uh, start the tour for us. So, Aaron, if you'll take it away. Okay, cool. Uh, welcome to Crafty Bastard Brewery. Come inside. Uh, we got a big garage roll-up door, which is awesome for shipments and also to roll up when the weather's nice, right? Nice. To go inside here, uh, pardon our dust. We are definitely under serious construction, but um, this is the last push. Um, it's hooking up sinks and toilets and lighting and stuff like that. Within a couple of weeks, we hope to have all this stuff cleared out of here and be ready to go. Um, we are uh, definitely pretty crafty, and by we, I mean my friend Brian, who's helping us out. Um, uh, as much stuff as we could, we made out of reclaimed things. So, uh, a couple of things I want to show you about Brian. He's, he's hard at work. Uh, he built this ladder right here so we could get up, uh, get up here and do what we needed, uh, just out of scrap plywood that was left here. Uh, nothing was bought to build this. Um, Being resourceful. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I wanted to show you is this is our grain mill, right? So you put your grain. This is actually a redneck cooler. If I know Brian, yes, he has beer in here. Um, but uh, so anyway, so grain goes in here, goes through here, um, gets driven by a motor, comes out here in the bottom. Everything you see here is either stuff that Brian already had at his house or was scrap. I think these two pieces of plywood in the actual mill is the only thing we bought. Um, three guesses as to what this is. That looks a light like a picture. Light, light picture, yeah. Yes, if you look directly uh -huh. above you, see where that uh, that gray piece is, kind of on that rafter. Uh -huh. That was a huge industrial light fixture, um, and it provides like industrial surgical type of lighting. So that's not what we needed for a bar. Um, we had them taken down and uh, yeah, repurposed it into a green mill. So. That's the kind of stuff we need to share with people on a tour. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if there's any, if there's anything that's more indicative of crafty bastard, I don't know what it is. That's that's crafty. Yeah. So um, crafty, the crafty bastard. While we're walking, we're allowed to say bastard. We're allowed to say bastard. <laughs> Come on. They've said it on man. the news and everything else. You can only say it if it's preceded by crafty. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Here we go. No, I got one. I got one. Uh, Zach, uh, do you have tasting glasses? Awesome. Everybody, get your glass. Uh, mine's the dirty one. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. So, where did you get the name Crafty Bastard? Um, me and my girlfriend were sitting in uh, Thirsty Monk in Asheville, and we'd been throwing around names for months now. And uh, every time we came out with one that we thought we liked, uh, turned out it was already taken. <laughs> like, all right. Damn all these microbreweries. Um, and so. We just came up with this in Asheville, and it was one that we just really dug. Um, uh, it's funny enough, uh, I had a friend in um, 
in high school, and that's what we always used to call each other in the hall, right? So, like, we, you know, we didn't have time to actually chat. We just patched it. You crap, bastard. You know? And uh, so it turns out I looked him up, and as it turns out, he is actually a brewer at Full Steam in Durham, North Carolina. Awesome. Uh, so I had not kept up with him, and we went our separate ways since high school. And it turns and out he's a circle back in the brewery. Circle back, and we're both brewers, and we're both crafty bastards. Yeah, when so. I hear crafty bastard, I almost think English slang. Like, you know, <laughs> like the, uh, I don't Dude, that's a good it. point. I bet crafty bastard with an English accent would sound completely different, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, the beer we're drinking right now is actually a watermelon saison. Oh, wow. Um, it has a little bit of lavender, mint, and lime in it. Uh, to me, the two predominant flavors you get are uh, lavender, and the melon does kind of come in at the end a little bit. Um, anyway, let's look at the rest of the brew house. Uh, sorry everything is such a mess, but we're trying to get everything out of the way so people can, you know, get stuff... Um, these are our kegs. We've got these all over the place. Um, some new stuff that we've had since a couple of you have seen it. We've got our three-base sink, our hand sink. Our toilets are actually usable now. Hey, so for the, first, for the first time in four months, we do not have to go outside to take care of our business. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yes, our old, they just <laughs> installed the women's restroom. Before, the men's restroom was everywhere. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, so this is our brewing equipment. This is probably what is of most interest to people. We have a three-barrel system from Bubba Bar- Bubba's Barrels, uh, a local producer here in Knoxville. Um, these are repurposed um, tanks that could have held pickles or milk or whatever. But, um, but yeah, so uh, these... Are you using electric or gas? Yes, we are using electric. If uh, I don't know if anybody wants to hook in. Um, to one of these kettles. This is not fully screwed in yet. We had to detach it for the electricians to do their job. But do you see that thing? It looks kind of like what you would see in a hot water heater. The big I've never water looked heater. in a hot, hot, hot okay. water heater. <laughs> if you look inside a hot water heater, this is exactly what it looks like. So there's this okay. huge heating element in here. Um, and this is our hot liquor tank. And we actually have two of them in the board. Um, so yeah. So these that just speeds it up. Yep. So these three vessels are what we'll use to actually brew the beer. Um, after we're done brewing the beer, um, it, do I need to go into the whole, like, this is how you mash, this is how you do the... No, okay, no, okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> Most of the people listening probably know already. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, after it's done, we have six three-barrel uh, stainless steel fermenters. Um, and they'll sit here. We'll have a glycol unit. Um, if you look over... Uh, behind you, see the coils right there? Look kind of like what you'd see on a moonshine still. Um, these will actually be inserted into the fermenters. Um, they will have glycol, which is a food-grade antifreeze, pumped through them. Um, and uh, we'll have a thermostat on them, which turns that on and off and keeps each individual beer the exact temperature we want them. Um, now, quick question, just because for those who are listening or, or maybe watching on the video... Each of these uh, vessels, including the fermentation tanks in the brew house, are lined with a, with a black cloth, which mm-hmm. is something that's very unusual. You don't see that very often. Will you explain what the purpose of that is? Uh, this is insulation. So there's, there's a reason for all three. This is, uh, this is your hot liquor tank. This is, this is a glorified hot water heater. Okay? This is a glorified hot water heater, and we use this hot water to run our mash and run our sparge. Um, the reason why you want this insulated is obviously the heat is being generated from inside, mm-hmm. from the heating element. If you have the outside insulated, you're going to get up to the temps you want quicker. Gotcha. This is a mash tun. 
if you notice, this is the only one of the three vessels that does not have some kind of heating element inside. Uh, we pump the water in uh, at a specific temperature we want to get our mash at the specific temperature we want. Um, this one is insulated, and this is probably the most pivotal to be insulated, so it keeps the mash at the temperature we want. I've talked to a couple people uh, who have this system, who have run electric, and if they start their mash at 154, just put the lid on, leave it here, no, nothing else. At the end of an hour, it's at 153. You're getting at most one degree temperature loss per hour with this because of the insulation. That's really cool. The thing about the boil kettle, so this is where we actual, actually boil the beer. This is where we put our hops in, where you put spices in if you're using that. This is the last step. The insulation here serves two important purposes. Again, to get the beer up to a boil quicker. It's insulating that heat. It gets up to a boil much quicker. The other really important reason that I didn't think of before I got it is, let's say I'm walking around, I'm doing something here, I walk and I bump into this. These other two vessels get to maybe 150, 170. If you were to just barely bump into this, it would hurt, but it probably wouldn't cause a third degree burn. Uh, a boiling uh, kettle with bare steel on it, uh, if you were to bump into this, um, could cause a serious burn. Um, and so I, I talked to a guy who had an insulation kit on his, on his boil kettle, and he said it probably saved him from several third degree burns. So wow. it's a safety issue, and it's also the biggest thing is equipment. Um, but yeah, so that's what it is. Uh, a couple other things real quick. This is our walking cooler. Um, I won't take you all the way inside because probably your cameras won't work at all, but maybe the voice will. Um, we, have, uh, we have a 550-pound CO2 tank. We've got a blender right here. Uh, two 50-pound nitrogen tanks. Um, so if we want to do a nitro beer, kind of like Guinness. Um, mm -hmm. I think if we, when we do nitro beers, they won't be with stouts. Um, we might do them with pumpkin ales or... IPAs, stuff like that. Um, we'll do different things with that. And then on the inside, we have our 12 taps and regulators. I've got a quick question for you, Aaron, just to get people excited about when you guys open. I noticed uh, as we're looking at the cooler and I look around the corner, I see your tap wall is built and it has 12 taps on it. Yeah. So yeah. when a person comes in to Crafty Bastard around grand opening, are all 12 of those taps going to be occupied by Crafty Bastard beers? Or is it going to be a mixture of local beers or guest taps? Or what, 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 what am I going to see here when I come into your grand opening on, this on these 12 taps? Um, okay, so we're going to have a chalkboard up here. Um, we actually probably do like the blackboard paint and just do on that. So I would say the first eight taps right, are going to be Crafty Bastard beers. Right? Great. The other two taps will be reserved for either ginger ale, kombucha, root beer, something like that. We definitely want to have at least one non-alcoholic option at all times. Uh, possibly one of them, possibly. possibly, yeah. The other one we might actually take out and put in a stout tap, like you would see with Guinness. It has the long, narrow thing, so you get your nitro pours. And then the other two is if we want to run an extra soda, or if we want to have guest taps, or if we want to have... Uh, we're only planning to really have ten full, but my guess is that probably we'll have 12 <laughs> between between guest taps between crazy stuff we want to do between nitro sodas kombucha all this other kind of stuff so um, so uh, to those listening who, who can't see us we're in this beautiful exposed brick thin uh kind of relatively thin uh what's the word i'm looking for not lot not corridor sure uh thin air building here 
And in the back of the building, if you were to walk in the back of the building, the first thing you would see is a, a men's and women's restroom, and it would be, low, it would be raised on mm-hmm. kind of like a dock. And then you would walk down a staircase into the brew house. If you were to then walk through the brew house, there would be a, a hallway that would be adjacent to the beer cooler and the bar and the, and the tasting room. And then as you walk towards the front where there's a giant garage door that opens up, there would be tons of places for people to drink and, and hang out, and there'll be food trucks and all kinds of stuff going on. Aaron, tell them um, Tart- above that sour. area by the front, above the area by the front, currently it is only accessible by a ladder, but eventually there will be a staircase. That's There's good. almost like a loft, a lofty area with four beautiful large windows. Aaron, what do you plan on doing with that space up there? So the, the question is, how, how do we get up there um, we <laughs> rope ladder, right? So there's basically three different things we could do. Um, uh, yeah. There's basically three different things we could do. We could do a, a stairway that kind of hugs this wall all the way up. Mm-hmm. We could do a stairway over here that's kind of like a landing and then back up. Or we could do a spiraled staircase, which would look cool as hell and would eat up the least space. Although I do worry about liability issues with the spiral staircase in a brewery. Um, but anyway, the, the idea, the idea is that we, um, yeah, that's kind of like a lounge area. We could use it for private events, but for the most part, I mean, it would just be an area to go up and hang out and lounge. My major question about the loft area that you have is um, fireman's pole or no fireman's pole? Ooh, a lot of people have asked us about that. That would be really good. Yeah, no. have to go with no fireman's pole. And I would pole. think, I would think if it was... The fireman's pole is only accessible after hours with a written consent waiver by Aaron himself. Other than that, no fireman's pole. Yeah. So uh, this physical location, what would you what would you say is the greatest advantage, and what would you say is the greatest challenge or disadvantage of this physical space here on Emory Place? I'm not supposed to curse, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So. A cool, th- a cool thing that I thought about recently is this This building was built in 1890. Oh, nice. Wow. So it's 125 years old, um, and it's actually on the National Historic Register. Um, actually, if you go to Wikipedia and type in, type in Emory Place, it'll come up, and it actually mentions six Emory Place specifically. Hmm. Um, uh, there were Swiss families who ran a pharmacy sundry store back in the teens here. I mean, this building has a ton of history. I love the look and the feel of it. I, I don't like places that are very sterile. Um, so, yeah. So the look, the so you, feel, the, the character, the, the... The vibe. The vibe is awesome. The vibe is, your, the, vibe is the big advantage. The vibe is awesome. So what's the big challenge or disadvantage? Uh, look behind you. Um, <laughs> holes in the walls um, from where a second floor used to be and it fell down. Um, if you look at the bricks on the inside, especially the outside, uh, mortar is falling out everywhere. If, uh, if you were really diligent and had a screwdriver, you could probably get through that wall in about a day. Prison break. Um, yes. Uh, it is an... Oh, and it is fine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, Start a brewery. <laughs> Dude, that's... that's Thought it take a man 600 years. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's, uh, it's an old, old building. Uh, the other thing, the biggest thing about it, we came in here, there was nothing here. I mean nothing. But a pile of crap. I'm censoring myself. Um, and uh, so, I mean, waist high that had been stored here for years and years, and we had to clean all that out. 
Uh, they helped a little bit, but most of it was us. And um, that some of that platform and some of the two by fours at the bathrooms were there. That's it. All the tile, all the toilets, the sinks, the I mean, 90% of what you see up there, we did. Everything else was 100% bare. Uh, we had to put in all the plumbing, all the electrical, all the HVAC, all the lighting. Everything you see here, we did. And a lot of buildings that I've walked into, at least there was something you could salvage. And this was nothing. This was nothing. So, um, yeah. So, so, be- so the vibe we- is awesome. The work was shit. Before, yeah, before we head on to Pretentious, while you were talking, you dished out a second beer. Well, tell us what that yeah, was. Yeah, what is this? So this is uh, essentially a Berliner Weiss done with tart cherries. Actually, Matt uh, <laughs> gave me a quart of uh, tart cherry juice. But this actually has... <laughs> so essentially, this is a Berliner Weiss that was sour mashed. Um, we had in the boil, we had a little bit of tart cherry preserves. Um, in the uh, in the fermenter after primary was done, I put in three pounds of raspberry puree. I put in a quart of Matt's tart cherry juice, and then I back sweetened with another quart of tart cherry juice. Um, so yeah, so this beer I wanted it to be very tart cherry, a um, little bit of lactic from the grains from the lactobacillus, and a little bit of tartness from the cherry. Came out pretty nice. I mean, it doesn't have a whole lot of depth of complexity, but it's great for a hot summer. But if we wanted to be super uber, like annoyingly, like technical, you're going to say pretentious. This is a (laughs) (laughs) this is a collaboration beer between Crafty Bachelor. I was actually if you want, yeah, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I was going to say I was going to say the same. Hope that a first of many collaborations. Any last (laughs) thoughts or comments about Crafty before we head on to the next place, Aaron? Well, I have to, it only take like uh, three minutes. I have a peat smoked quarter before you go. Oh, All right, awesome. Let's do it. What is this one? This is a peat smoked quarter. Uh, actually, hold on, let me give me this. I, sh- I should have given everybody a rinse because uh, peat smoked quarter. And, eh. It's not that it doesn't go. It's just, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it needs a little rinse. It's all good. I'll survive. It's really good. I'll breathe this one really good, man. So these glasses right here, we take uh, at least 12 of them on every single tour. Uh, we provide the own, our own glass, our own sampleware in each tour. And uh, I really want to use glass, but come on. Plastic's you know what? better. This is why we can't have nice things, right? <laughs> at least one plastic glass gets broken every other tour. So. <laughs> exactly. I would, I'd go out of business, right? So. Hey, we can take these on the bus because we have a sober driver. You guys want to just hit the road? So we have a drink. Check. We need to have it there. Uh, do you, have, do you check. have your buddy? All right, so we <laughs> are. Uh, yeah. We're now, yeah. We're now leaving Crafty Bastard at Emory Place, and we're headed to Pretentious Beer and Glassware Company, also located off of Central Avenue in the Old City. And uh, one of the things that I want to point out is. Uh, this guy right here, Matthew Cummings, which you'll get a chance to meet in just a minute. Owner and operator of Pretentious. And so, on every single tour, we visit at least three breweries. One of the things that we've found is that two breweries is not enough, and four breweries is too much. It's too much beer, but it's also a little bit too much information. People start to get kind of fatigued a little bit. Um, so we do three 
breweries on every single tour, snacks and water in transit. We always have a designated driver. This is Everett right here. Say what's up, Everett. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, Everett is also, I'd like to mention, a glass blower. And tomorrow, yeah, which tomorrow. when you listen to this podcast will be like a week and a half ago, <laughs> uh, we'll be blowing glass with Pretentious Beer Glass Company. That's yeah. really cool. Now, um, on our tour currently, we do not feature the Pretentious Beer Glass Company, but we do drive through this area, so I always like to preface a little bit about what they're doing. And um, I'll leave that up to you when we get there to kind of do a little bit of the history of Pretentious. I think I can handle that. You can handle that. Yeah, you live there. So, like, you two guys, what do you think... What's the best about this end of town right now? I, it's the, I guess north, I don't know what would downtown, downtown north. Downtown north? Technically, central kind of is right there, so yeah. I wouldn't call You're it old city north. north. Yeah. yeah, then this is the old city where, well, yeah. Yeah. where us and Schultzbrow right yeah. would be like downtown north. Yeah, right. Yeah. But this is just the old city. It's, it's definitely like, there's, there's several things that are great about this area, but hands down, what I think is most important is the hookers and homeless people. <laughs> and hipsters. Exactly. I love them. Where the hipsters and the homeless meet, right? Exactly. I mean, I'll, hopefully you can find a homeless guy with toms on. Do you want to drop us off? All right, so we are pulling up right in the bottom of Old City, right next to Crown and Goose at Pretentious Beer and Glassware Company, and we're gonna head on in and check out what they're what they got going on. Awesome. Let's go. So uh, I love it. Your place looks junkier. <laughs> that means you're making progress. I just unloaded a giant trailer. For I think I, I read on on the newsline papers thing, Midigger. You're from Louisville originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the N64 part of the art? No, we're about to get that hooked up. I'm so excited. I think you should be. <laughs> so I got some Star Fox in my house. Who does not have a glass? There you go. I have a glass. All right, I got you, Adam. All right, All right. A, let's switch out here. I'll okay, that's good. Take that. Yep, fantastic. And, um, you, you, hey, we're we're at pretentious blue. Why I can't say it. Here, let me go around this way so we can get your Pretentious beer and glassware company. Yeah, yeah my. Um, <laughs> Pretentious beer. I haven't had that much beer company. yet. This is a Duval, the Belgian. We are Double. rocking it here. Thanks, sir. I need to get a little more vocal now. Yeah, get more vocal. I need to get more vocal. You're still on my thunder. No, no, he's, no he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. I'm, I, I'm, a, tour, than, I'm a tour guide. Way he's doing a great job as a tour guide. Who needs a beer? We are going on tour. We are here to learn along with the crew. We're in Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. Who's who's out there? We got. Saw inebriated wisdoms join us. We are we are a Knoxville what up, tour. What up, Donnie? Tonight? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you that said inebriated wisdom, right? Don, this, Donnie, yeah. that is kind we of got my a um, person name from Tucson. What's up, Tucson? Yo. Tucson, Arizona. Really? Tucson, Arizona. Well, Dude, welcome to uh, welcome this to side Knoxville. of the Mississippi River. Yeah. Didn't hear that. Didn't hear what? <laughs> what didn't you hear? Beer? Tucson? Welcome to Knoxville. Pretentious beer and glass company? This is we, uh, so we got, well, the we got a, a Belgian Dubel or Belgian Double, whatever you want to call it. So cheers. 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 Cheers to the camera lady. Cheers to the camera <laughs> Here's to my beautiful wife. <laughs> Brownie points. All right, let's go next yes. door. Yeah. All right, let's go next door. Let's go. Yeah. So 
So right now we are outside a pretentious beer and glassware company. And what's kind of unique is you can't see it because we walked out of one door and we're on the sidewalk. We're about to go in the other door. But both lots that he owns here are actually connected by a door that legally, in a sense, shouldn't be there because it would break the code of the firewall. But because this location is so old, it was grandfathered in. Oh, okay. But because of that door, the like hot art, <laughs> the hot shop art side is connected to the beer side, which eventually, essentially, you'll be able to walk in, check out the art that is available at the front door, see the hot shop, walk across into the next lot where there will be a beer garden, walk through the beer garden, there'll be a retail store, walk through the retail store, and there'll be a nano brewery and a tasting room, all in the same location. That one door was the difference between them moving here or not moving here. Wow. So any, any glass blower who works here blowing glasses, pint glasses, specifically for craft beer, is allowed to use the hot shop for free during their off time to express themselves and to express their art. And as you can see, that is a result of some of that right here. That is really cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously he wants you know to, to blow pint glasses, and obviously he wants to to be successful as a craft oriented uh, glass company. No. But he he got into this first and foremost as an artist. Yeah. Around the glass. Yeah. Right. Probably not a good idea. In fact, there's a bar around the hot shop. Yeah, there's a bar right back here around the hot shop. So now are you actually going to do... Yeah. I was telling them about how all the art is made by employees here and yep. how you how you're, you want to sell glass and you're beer focused, but art is at the heart of everything you guys do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the beer glass company is a nine to five for a community of artists that uh, revolve around this glass studio. So at the end of the day and on the weekends, we shut down and start making artwork. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So, so now are you going to do it, and it looks like it's already set up like this, are you actually going to do um, like shows of people making the art while they drink beer? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, we're going to, we'll, this will be a multifunctional space, and like, we'll have contemporary art shows in the front, and then we'll have on the reception days, we'll have the artists come in and actually make their own artwork, uh, similar to what's in the show for those days, but then when we've got the brewery up and running, anytime the brewery's open, we'll have people demonstrating and making the beer glasses. So you can come, you can sit in our place, drink beer that we make in-house out of glasses that we make in-house, and watch everything being produced. You can watch the beer being made, you can watch the glasses that you're drinking out of being made. That's really cool. Are you going to do anything special for the glasses that you're making? Um... In or regards to like in, what we're in regards to like, is there going to be any correlation between like you come out with a new beer like this, like this Belgian? Or are you going to yeah. make a different style? Yeah, absolutely. We'll have we'll have style specific glasses for everything that we serve, and all of the glasses that we use will be handmade glasses. So like, if we make something that's crazy that doesn't fit the glassware that I already have, I'll design something for it. You know? That's are you gonna cool. are you gonna make glasses for? Um, Anybody around town? Do you have any ideals of what, uh, like, do, when you here? Here's a good question. Like, when you go, when you go in your favorite pub around town, you've been around town for a little bit now. Yeah. yeah. Um, you originally said from Louisville, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, Kentucky. So, like, when you when you sit down at, at your favorite local pub, do you think, and you have your favorite local beer, you think, 
like this could taste better out of one of my glasses. And no, do, do you think that that, that that or do you just you just go in and have a, have a pint with your friends, or do you think, or are you wanting to like expand beyond these walls, or? Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, we ninety nine percent of the glasses we make we don't sell on site. You know, um, we sell through the internet, and we're just launching. A, basically, we're launching a proprietary glassware. Um, operation where we design custom glasses for uh, small businesses, microbreweries, uh, you know, like uh, bars, nicer bars. Uh, hello? What are we are doing? Okay, what are we? Oh, we don't know. She's, 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 she's angling around here. She's angling in, angling in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so. Set <laughs> Yeah. So, um, no, we will. Um, I design custom, like, commission uh, custom glassware for companies been doing that for about a year or so now and we're really pushing it right now and I've got four um, breweries throughout the U.S. that I'm designing uh, custom glasses wow. for them to serve out of their place. I'm actually having one come down that's a secret one uh, that I can't talk about. It's coming into town in the beginning of August to do, they're going to be here while I start doing the prototyping so we can drink out of the glasses and test them out, figure it out really quickly. Very cool. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that is awesome. Um, lost my train of <laughs> But designing custom glasses yeah, for, for for breweries and for other companies is like a really fun little challenge because we can either work with you know I'm looking at their marketing aesthetic for how the glasses go or like their flagship beers and being able to get inside another brewer's head and yeah. really figure out what they like about their beer and figure out a way to highlight that. Like, how, how does what you're doing making glass highlight the beer itself? That's what I want to know. Oh, that's tell a, me a glass to grab to explain that. Uh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, um, yeah, the aromatic, okay. the aromatic work. That's a great question. The, that's a really good question. We can talk about that literally, literally for, for days. I, yeah, no, yeah, I can talk <laughs> about that for days. The most simple... Um, oh, wow. Sorry. <laughs> I get really excited. I'm sorry. You should get excited. <laughs> we are all the, excited right now. The, uh, the most simple answer to that question is that every glass, no matter the shape, highlights a certain aspect of beer. And what you want to do is you want to pair the glass that will highlight the right aspect of the beer that you're interested in. So that's not saying, like, all of my glasses, they're not style-specific. They're flavor profile-specific. You know, it's like an IPA. I don't do an IPA glass. I do a hoppy glass or a malty glass. So it'll highlight either the hoppy uh, aromas and flavor profiles or malty aromas. So if you want, like, um, we were drinking a lot of West Six uh, West Six beers today. Yeah. Um, for some reason, we didn't have the IPA, which is my favorite that can. Was, IPA. That, means was, that means it was already drank before this. <laughs> before before it might be here. Yeah, West Six IPA. So like, holla at West Six. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, West like, Six, they're brunts are great guys. Yeah. yeah. So like, that would be a great beer to drink out of the hoppy glass, and then drink your next one out of the malty glass because it has a really strong, complex malty backbone to it. And one of the reasons why I think it's really, really delicious for me that maltiness makes it a little more sessionable. You know, we were talking about that a little bit earlier. I can just crush those IPAs. So, you know, that's the the answer is really you find a glass that's going to highlight whatever you want in the beer, or you use a bunch of different glasses to get a deeper understanding, like more full experience of the beer, which is what I prefer. Um, and in that case, it's like 
craft beer is an adventure. You know, it's about trying something new that you've never tried before. And I think you should approach the glassware in the same way. You know, like, even if you don't have my glasses, like, pour it into a rocks glass, pour it into a wine glass, pour it into a shaker pint. Those are the worst glasses. Never mind, don't pour it into a shaker pint. <laughs> you like wine glasses. Anything you have, just, like, have fun with it and see what you can learn about your beer. And you're going to find something that you like specifically and it doesn't matter what anyone else says, if it's right or wrong about how you're drinking it, as long as you enjoy it. And you went on a journey and did the research, which was just drinking beer. Yeah. All fashion drinking beer. Tell us what glass. So this is the aromatic glass. So this is similar to uh, a red wine. You know, the shape is similar yeah. to a stemless red wine glass. Um, and the reason for that, so this one is mainly... Uh, I, just, I call it the aromatic glass, but this was mainly designed for, like, Belgians. I like sours out of it. Um, like, dry hop beers are delicious on that, where aroma plays a big part. So with the red wine glass, essentially the main component is it has a wide lower belly and then a, a tapered, uh, tighter lip. So it traps a lot of the volatile aroma molecules as they're being released and then forces that, like almost funnels it into your nose. So it, you know, just enhances uh, all of those components. But what we did with this is we've got a little mountain uh, on the inside of the glass. Uh, and so this is like, it was a deck, you know, it's like kind of a decorative component. Um, when I was making it, I was thinking of, because I was thinking of um, like Belgian beers. You know, so I was thinking I'm like gonna go a little vulgar. It looks like a glass with a nipple inside of it. <laughs> I want to know what your you nipple. I want to know what your nipple looks like. Cause I, well, I've never seen a nipple that looks like that. It's just a large nipple. No. <laughs> what? Um, I'm not. No, never mind. I'm not gonna ask. Nipple. Nipple. That's what I got with. <laughs> My final answer. So it's also a Rorschach test. Hold up, phone a friend. It's Rorschach. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, have to so, a new what, what the component in the middle does that's really nice, though, is... <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> okay, DJ. That was a <laughs> Did you guess that? <laughs> yes, I hope you did. That was awesome. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> All right, never mind. Awesome. Really difficult. <laughs> so anyway, what the inside component does that's really nice is that gives you more surface area that uh, creates I that friction. Right now. I needed that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's the love of this, right? We're, oh. we're here to have fun. <laughs> Craft beer, baby. Craft, Craft beer. beer, yeah. Awesome. One of the things I want to add about oh, their God, glasses... Tab, I'm still trying to finish my original... <laughs> Let him finish his spill. <laughs> so because it's got this the shape in the middle, it gives you greater surface area and friction. It's got these little dimplings on it. So it gives you greater surface area and friction. So as you're drinking it, it maintains the head. Like on those beers, you want to, you know, like stir it up and get a little bit of a head. So this will actually, just the act of drinking the beer will keep the head, you know, really nice and full and Luscious, robust. 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 Um, Luscious it's like and a robust velvety head. head typically is maintained. Really good head. Um, <laughs> yeah, really, really, really good head. Lots of um, head. It's generous. It's generous. Generous head. Generous and kind. Um, it's good. Kind. It's uh, thorough. 
You know, it's not gonna. This head's not gonna die like halfway through the job. It's gonna maintain till the end. Can we? All I was gonna say about your glasses is that some people see them, and because they're hand blown or mouth blown, I don't know what the right word is. People think they're delicate. You can't blow with your hands. That's true. So it'd be mouth blown. People think they're delicate, but that's not true. Matthew makes a quality glass, a quality product. It only happened twice, and it broke my heart, but I've seen two of these glasses be dropped on concrete, and neither one of them broke. They are a quality Quality design. You can get these for three low payments of $17.77. If you order now, within the next 10 minutes, we'll give you a 10% discount in our coupon code. That is shit. Yes. <laughs> You'll even, it'll even come in a free cardboard box. Well, now you have to put that coupon code yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you walk over towards the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is actually a... Welcome to my life in Italy. <laughs> yeah. This, this is really cool. I, um, we were just in Venice, like, less than a month ago. Watching them hand glow, hand, hand blow glass. In Venice. Well, but Murano is the island outside yes. of yes. yes, yes, we went to Murano and watched them. And it's amazing. It no, really is amazing. Hey, hang, hang on a second, Bihar. How did, how did this happen for you? How did glass blowing. So I've been, I've, I've been blowing glass for about 15 years now. And um, well, I've got a BFA and an MFA in glass sculpture. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I've got like nine years of nice. you know, university level um, education in. Uh, it's hot. <laughs> it is <laughs> really hot right here. It's a little. It's about. Yeah, it's 93 on the other side, but it feels a little hotter. This furnace is 2,000 degrees. Uh, Say that again. 2,000 degrees. Making yeah. sure I heard you right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so actually, I started when I started the beer glass company. Um, I wasn't a, I wasn't brewing then. I was just like a a, a fanatic or an enthu- you know a beer enthusiast. Okay. And when I was doing the research, reading as much as I could, because when I first designed the glasses, I wanted them to like it felt like that was a lot of responsibility to make a great glass for someone to drink great beer out of. Like the brewers done such amazing work and. Like, just having a lot of respect for their craft, on my craft, as far as the glassware, I wanted to make something that would highlight that and pay homage to it. Um, so I did uh, about six months of research before I designed the first six glasses. Uh, and in that, I was reading all these books about beer, and they were like, oh, you should, like, brew some beer, you know, give you a better understanding of um, craft beer in general. It helps you pick out flavor components. I love your and then it's... <laughs> Yeah. Right there. A handcrafted beer deserves a handcrafted glass. I love that. Love that. Yeah, that was our motto from the very beginning. That was my motto from the beginning. So I kept reading about how, like, interesting brewing was. And so I started brewing to do the research for the beer glasses and then just got completely hooked, you know. That's really cool. The catch is the place on fire. It's your fault, Jonathan. No, no, no. We're playing around DJ because he was late. This is so cool. One of the things is that recording? Yes, it is. One of the things I want to add about Pretentious Beer Glass Company is because they are glass blowers, they also typically have a history or experience with other mediums. 
So all of the woodwork, all of the metal work, all of the brick work, everything you see at Pretentious Beer Glass Company was built by an employee of the Pretentious Beer Glass Company. Wow. So the stands that the art stands on was built. Was built. At the pretentious beer glass okay. company, That's all really of the cool. furnaces, the annealers, the f- everything, the glory holes. By the way, they're called glory holes. I know that is. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay, well, let me back up. Describe a glory hole, because all I'm thinking of right now okay. is, is probably not what you're describing. So essentially, essentially inside of a furnace, a furnace is heated to a very high temperature in which you can pour. Um, Sand is not the proper word, but pour sand into and it turns it into glass. As a glass blower, you will take your blowpipe and you'll stick it into the, into the furnace, and that is where you get your glass from. Okay. However, when you are blowing glass or shaping glass, you have to continue to keep it reheated gotcha. because glass cools very quickly. So there's a piece of equipment known as a glory hole, which has been called a glory hole for thousands of years before it was a sexual innuendo (laughs) and the purpose of a glory hole essentially a small hole that is heated by gas to continue to maintain the glass at a shape that is necessary to shape the glass properly cool does that make sense yeah yeah it does yeah so um even the glory holes were built here at pretentious the furnace was built at pretentious Every single thing, the desk that Matthew sits at to do his bookkeeping at was built by Pretentious. They, in fact, um, Adam may talk about this when we go to Alliance. The tables that are going to be at Alliance Brewing Company will be built by Pretentious Beer Glass Company. That's really cool. So they are woodworkers, they're welders, they're metal workers, they're glass workers, they are electricians, they are, I mean, they do it all. And that's just part of the nature of, of that industry, of being involved in that craft. Uh, hey, let's do a two pretentious beer and glassware company. Cheers. Pretentious beer and glass company. Hey! beer company. PBGBGCCB. No, it's B-B-G-B-G-B. C-Z. C-Z. There's a Z in there? C-Z. Oh, okay, okay. That's for zebras. So, so Matthew, what, um, if you had to define, obviously there's no rules, but typically, (laughs) what kind of beer will we expect from Pretentious Beer Glass Company? Um, We like uh, American-Belgian hybrids, and we'll do some Brett and some Sours. What size uh, system do you plan on doing in the future? Three barrels is the only system that you can do, right? <laughs> That's where I go. And what, what would you guess is the timeline on that? Maybe Christmas? Hopefully before then. Hopefully before yeah, Christmas? Hopefully before then. Yeah, Thanksgiving? Yeah. <laughs> I just I break my calendar years down by holidays. Holidays? By yeah. Holidays where you eat. Well, so holidays, by Whitney Houston's death? Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too soon? Okay. Well, all, all That's a holiday in my book. Uh, all, uh, all my, so all my <laughs> calendar <laughs> dates are done, done by UT football. So. UT football. So, so by the Alabama game. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's all we need. Now, as far as the glass side, next week, right? Yeah, like really, really. By the really time serious. someone hears this podcast, it's yeah. it's possible that you could be open. Yeah, yeah. I mean, t- we have our doors open now. Uh, we don't have everything fully set up. We're making glasses right now. Uh, the public can come in any time. But yeah, by the time they hear this podcast, we'll be rocking and rolling. We'll be On the glass side. We'll be sexy. We'll be looking good. We've got our outfits. 
Um, By outfits, he means. I'm, I'm he saying we're bringing back. They don't short wear shorts anything. Yeah, awesome. And short shorts. Nice. I'm yeah, talking about those short shorts. Butt naked. Chubbies. They're Chubbies. We'll call them yeah. Dookie Dukes. Well, since we're talking about clothing, and that's optional, by the way, here at the Pretentious Beer Class Company, how hot <laughs> is an average work day for you in the hot shop? Like the temperature of the air around you. Today hit 115. And then. The People started getting really sick. And so I have a question: In the winter, will you be like glad to go in the hot shop, or you'll the still be miserable? Winter is the best place. There you go. It is so comfortable. So you won't be miserable in the winter. No, you'll still be happy. You'll be happy. Awesome. The winter is nothing, awesome. Nothing like a July August open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to be open like October of last year. Yeah. You know. And it's like, oh, sweet, we're going to open in the wintertime. Because it kept getting delayed. We were going to be fall, and we are like, oh, wintertime, awesome. And then spring rolled around, and we still weren't open yet. And then it's like, started getting hot. It's like, no effing way. We're going to be open the hottest time of the year. So for all you uh, podcasters out there who are listening to this, we are currently standing right now in Pretentious's Beer Garden. Nice. Uh, which is beautiful, future beer garden. Right now, we're looking at an area that is mostly mulch and dirt and weeds that will eventually be cleared out. Uh, you, you mentioned possibly a stage being yeah, built here yeah, for yeah. live music. Behind us, there's this beautiful old stone, old, I mean, not cobblestone, but like yeah. old stone patio yeah, covered by a beautiful like green awning with like lights above it. And, and this is going to be the ultimate beer garden. It's probably going to be one of the beer, best beer garden areas outdoor in the old city. That's a verbal Bob Ross. It is a verbal <laughs> Bob Ross. Hey, we're in a, this is a happy little vine over in the corner. Everybody see that? This is a, a auditory medium here. I'm trying to fill was, that in. Was this place a happy accident or was it purposeful? No. I'm telling you guys, it's all about this door. Yeah. This door. That's the door. This is the, the door. door. Tell them about the door. When man. you see the big black door, <laughs> can, can, we paint, can we paint the door red? That'd be awesome. I like Easy things there. big and black. <laughs> That's what she said. Hey. So, hey. so this big black door that we're referring to, for those of you who are listening, connects the hot shop and the art gallery to the beer garden, the retail store, and the tasting room. If it was not for that big black door, Matthew, where would you be right now? I have no idea. But this is nice because the beer garden, you will literally be able to walk directly from the beer garden and sit at the glass studio. We have bar seating all around the glass studio. So while we're schlepping away, making beer glasses in the heat, you can comfortably sit back and drink beer at our bar, bar tables. That's awesome. It's going to be outrageously hot during the summer. During the summer, it's always outrageous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, people will walk the south. Yeah. People will walk but outside. But if it's December, that's what we did. We came out and we were like, oh, is it like, why is it so hot in there? It feels like it's 70. And then we pull our phones out and it's like, no, it's 87. Yeah. <laughs> but December, we can pop in and get warm real quick. Oh, yeah. 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 And this is actually, we've, uh, we had the exact same situation that Aaron had whenever we came into the glass blowing studio space to where there hadn't been a tenant in like 15, 20 years and there was nothing in that space. There wasn't electricity, there weren't lights, there wasn't water, there wasn't plumbing, zip. So we had to go through and fix it up from scratch, which is a substantial, as Aaron knows, it's a substantial <laughs> it's, amount of work. It's a big undertaking. Yeah. Uh, if I ever open another brewery, I'll make GD shirt. <laughs> That <laughs> that they already have bathrooms. Uh, that was the worst thing we've had to deal with. Is the bathroom? Uh, 
Oh, the city of Knoxville. The tales we could tell. Uh, (laughs) On our next podcast. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things, um, with me owning Knox Brew Tours, we've been in Pretentious a few times. We've done something with Alliance once. we got a cool tour coming up with Crafty Bastard soon. But one of the things I always asked Matt was, I noticed when I looked at all of their glassware, like their art, for lack of a better term. Well, it is art, but not glassware. Um, I noticed there's lots of color, and color is obviously a good medium for glass. And I said, Matthew, why don't you use any color in your glasses? And he had a really great answer. All of the pretentious glassware is clear. It's clear glass. And when I asked him why, he said, simply put, the shape of the glass is my art. The color of the beer is the brewer's art, and I never want to take away from the brewer's yeah, art. Yeah. So well, that's great. why well, all of the pretentious really glassware is a clear color. Yeah. Um, now, if you pay enough money, he'll blow you anything you want. So. Only on the weekends and on Central. But when it comes to the glass. Correct. All three brewers here in line. So what? What do you? I mean, have you guys learned from each other anything? Um, oh, certainly. Yeah. Like, like, have you guys just? I mean, in, in, over a pint, is there is there anything that's that just sticks out in your head of something you guys have have brought like to each other's business? You think? Uh, I think like first off, just like not even a week ago, we went. Aaron made a collaborative beer. Made a beer on the uh, Sawworks Broom pilot system, system pilot system, a hoppy hefeweizen. That was absolutely delicious. We went over to drink some of it, and then Adam came over, and the three of us were literally just hanging out, like talking shop, um, overcoming some opening Hurt- issues. Talking yeah. shop or talking shit? One of the other. It's been good. No, um, getting to know these guys over the past year plus a couple of years. Um, yeah, just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, no video, you know, bouncing <laughs> around ideas and <laughs> recipes and things like that, and saying, you know, uh, talking about things that we've seen and small batch brewing and things that are coming down the pike, um, whatever it is, you know, new yeast strains, new this or new that, you know, and everybody's going to have their own spin on things, but um, it's a really exciting time, so just to be a part of it. And, uh, yeah. Again, uh, I think I use this in any interview I've had in the past year and a half but the rising tide raises all ships thing yeah. it's true it's like whatever we can do for each other only helps everybody and that's what you want you want everybody making good beer in town you don't want Knoxville to have bad breweries um, and you be the best one there and then it's like people walk in and get a bad you know bad taste of X, Y, and Z brewery they'll never make it to yours so you want everybody doing well and that's what you know that's kind of craft beer is 99% asshole free and kind of the way it is. It might be changing a little bit, but, you know, whatever I can do to help either of these guys out in the near and far future, and I, I would yeah. wager to say vice yeah. versa. Absolutely. It's like whatever, whatever we can do to make beer better here in Knoxville, that's our main goal. Yeah. Um, and put me, out quality product. And I know for, like, for example, me and Adam have chatted a lot of times, and I'm using a, a drip tray that he found, and he's, he's using the CO2 company that I found, and, uh, and you guys have done some stuff together, pretentious and crafty. And yeah. you're, you're building the tables yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I forgot. Yeah, pretentious hosted us back in uh, first Friday in February. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. they opened up our space to us, and we brought in a bunch of our beers, and 
and uh, had a tasting in Pretentious's space, but it was Crafty Bastard's beer, and and uh, between yeah between CO two and drip trays. And <laughs> I know that's I know that's kind of like somewhat boring shop talk, uh, hey, but but that's I mean, really huge. cool. Yes, huge. Uh, yeah. That that could be the difference between the successful and the unsuccessful breweries, a minor thing. It's good to see that Knoxville uh, craft beer scene. We're loving it on each other and working with, working together. Yeah. And like, and you see that in a lot of other successful beer scenes. Yeah. So that's great. And if you look, I mean, anybody that knows anything about Tennessee beer laws, they're pretty archaic. So having a really strong, cohesive front on the brewing industry, I think we're working to make some changes yeah. and I make mean, some improvements. And they are changing for the better, but it's been slow. Speaking of which, I, was, I just missed a call from, or didn't miss one, it never showed up from the uh, Asheville uh, Brewers Alliance. Yeah, they were supposed to call me and talk about that. So I'll be on them. So yeah, we're working on trying to uh, get Knoxville caught up with a unified front and uh, a single, single voice that will maybe be able to head off some issues that it's, people have ran into I think Personally, I just at least between the three of us, if not more people, and, yeah. Uh, work on that. I just thought of the perfect name for a potential guild. You ready? It's the uh, Crafty Pretentious Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> if it's only us three, that'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the other six may not really appreciate it. <laughs> six, other nine, maybe well, potentially. We'll you guys ready to roll on to the next yeah, one? Or? Yeah, let's head on to Alliance. Very cool. Alliance Brewing Company. Here we go. Matthew. Just put them in. Thank you. Are you ever throwing against the wall? Yeah. Hey guys, this is Chris. Thanks for listening to part one of the Knox Brew Tour Dry Tour. Before we sign off, we just wanted to be sure to thank everyone that helped make this episode possible. From Knox Brew Tours, of course, we'd like to thank Zach Roskop for really helping make everything possible and getting everybody together for this event. As far as the breweries go, we'd definitely like to thank Crafty Bastards Aaron McLean, Pretentious Beer Glass Company's Matthew Cummings, and Alliance Brewing's Adam Engel. And we'd also like to thank our technical team, Jonathan Harris for helping us with our Periscope social streaming, Bahar Hill for helping with our video, which you will see soon, and as always, we'd like to thank Kelsey's Woods for providing us with the awesome music. Thanks again, guys, and we will be back here next week with part two of the Knoxville Brew Tour Dry Tour. Cause I'm